yes, I am, you know, who you think I am. I do do those things. Roll another blunt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you'd never listened to a movie podcast before, I'm joined once again by Matt Smith. I don't get high. <laughs> You're missing out, man. Hey, hey. Well, listen, I, I, not for nothing, but uh, a lot of unfortunate things happen to Afro Man in this song, everybody. So, you know, use it as a cautionary tale, as it's meant to be. All, all I'm saying is, have you heard <laughs> from Afro Man in the past decade? Mm, think no. about it. Clearly, Th- things went awry. That was a song that, like, when it was on the radio, it was just like, this, is this real life? <laughs> Are we playing this song for real right now? Okay, cool. There, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, we. The, how did that song come to prominence? Well, the last film of uh, the Jay and Silent Bob series, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. We are here today to talk about Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, uh, which is currently streaming on Amazon Prime right now. And uh, uh, from what I understand, had a pretty pretty lucrative kind of uh, run here with everything, just very silently doing a lot of business uh, between these several Fandango uh, special releases, not Fandango, uh, Fathom events, rather, excuse me. Fathom events. Uh, things that came out. They did several of those, and, of course, he's been uh, four-walling it and uh, doing around and uh, going just a yeah, bit doing about his road here. show. Yeah, a little here, there, and everywhere, and uh, has been doing quite well on it. I don't know what the budget or the, uh, I don't know what the, totals on this are but i've i've read some headlines that said pretty good yeah i i can't find specifics on on it uh it says worldwide gross is about five mil yeah so, i mean that's not bad considering i feel like they put this thing together on a wing and a prayer yeah and, and honestly those versus, right so that that gross probably only accounts for fathom events yeah that's precisely where i was going i think it's just probably the fathom stuff Outside of that, then you'd have to kind of look yeah, elsewhere. Then you'd have to figure out how many sold-out shows he did uh, in how many cities and how many tickets he sold and what those ticket prices were. And if he's smart, Not, he sold merch. Definitely sold merch. Are you kidding me? Yeah, come on. He, he has shirts made. He wears them all the time for everything, <laughs> but he definitely, for this thing, had shirts made. So, you know, uh, a penny was to be made. But where where, where where were we with this Jay and Silent Bob? Let's go ahead and uh, catch ourselves up with a little bit of the trailer. All right, you motherfuckers. I know you're in there. Come out right now. Drop the motherfucking plans. Bitch doesn't have a dick. He's got a fucking dick. He just got it tucked in. Identify yourselves, motherfuckers. I'm Jay, and this my head will life made Silent Bob. Don't tell me you guys have no idea there's a new comic book movie being made of the old comic book movie you two are the basis for. That old ass star-studded piece of shit, that movie sucked balls. Suck like asshole, too. Your Honor, I object. I'll allow it. That movie did suck balls and asshole. We got three days to get to Hollywood and stop this reboot from ever happening. Well, 
baby. Jay, brace yourself. You're about to meet our love child. I think I'm gonna need to see a blood test. No, Jay. This is my daughter, Millennium Falcon. Can you take us to Hollywood with you? Fuck no, man. It's a tough-ass neighborhood. Either you take us to Hollywood, or I stab you both to death on my own front fucking lawn. And on that note, we cue the music. Fuck! I'm glad you guys are smoking back there. I was driving someone about a week ago, and he took a uh, big shit. You have no idea how hard it is to get the smell out of pleather. Yo, methods. Let's do this. I just found out I have a kid, but I don't know how to be a father. Anybody with cum can be a father, but only love can make you a dad. How you gonna talk about love and you flinging cum all over the place? That shit's unseemly, bro. What do you guys think about this reboot? It sucks. There, I said it. And who's directing this shit anyway? Kevin fucking Smith? Smells like this reboot went up in smoke. All right, that was the, oh my lord, what a trailer there. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, uh, forgot to get Matt's uh, mic back up. There you go. He's back, baby. Hopefully, no, I turned him down. Oh, I'm sorry. Going all over the place with this Zencaster crap is not. What are you doing? I'm here. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you they couldn't hear you, and that's the important part. But they can hear you now, and that is super good. <laughs> all right. Here's the IMDb plotline. Jay and Silent Bob return to Hollywood to stop a reboot of the blunt man and chronic movie from Getting Made, written and directed by Kevin Smith, starring just about anyone who's been in a Kevin Smith film over the last, what, 25 years? Yes, notably lacking in one arena. Yes, one but... Character, uh, one actor. We'll talk about that in a Supposedly minute. we'll make up for that, I think. I think we'll make up for that at some point. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. So, like we said, this kind of did its little tour all around the place. I didn't happen to go see it in the uh, theater or anything any of those times. I figured it was probably going to be a bit of what I thought it was going to be. Uh, having watched it now on Amazon Prime, I can say it was indeed what I thought it was going to be. And you know what? I liked that. Yeah, I did too. I'm a sucker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, good. Like this this guy for for years now has had my number. Uh, I don't always think he makes like great stuff, but I always like it. Um, okay, maybe not Tusk, but let's not talk about <laughs> it. Please no. Maybe maybe not Yoga Hosers, but let's not talk about I, it. I will say this, though. I would, I'd put about 50% of Tusk up. 50% yeah, is, no, I is think worth there's it. good stuff there. I do think there's really funny stuff in Yoga Hosers, too, right? Like the little sausage Nazis, I think, are fucking weird and great. Um you know what I'm talking about? You remember that? The, yeah, the yeah, sausage yeah. Hitler? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's fun. Uh, <laughs> you you rarely forget the sausage Hitler, I'll tell you that. Uh, but this one, I think he's he's very much back to his old self, uh, back in his own VUSQ play box, uh, uh, sandbox a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, I think in a form we haven't seen him in in a while. Oh, okay, uh, expound. Uh, I think that he his writing, uh, his dialogue is a little better 
in this movie than it has been for quite some time. I think it's probably right up there with uh, maybe some of the best stuff in Dogma sometimes. At worst, it's like Clerks 2, which I think is pretty good dialogue. Yeah. Um, it's, it feels like he's got his emotional connection to characters back, which I think is lacking in some of his post-Clerks 2 work. Um, mostly because he's trying a whole bunch of different stuff most of the time. Uh, and I think one of those movies is really successful, Red State, and uh, the rest of them, uh, you know, wobble mm-hmm. uh, at various points, if not almost entirely. Um, and so I just thought it was nice to see the man back doing something he was familiar with and something that he so very clearly cares about, especially uh, coming back to it after his uh, heart attack uh, that he guilted everybody to come back and do this movie for <laughs> and, and we'll uh and very much you know th- that is one of the things about this movie is this movie is so very self-aware and lets you know exactly what's going on and like there's no hiding it is this entire film is just a a love letter to him being alive i think and in the and uh another section of time that we've seen uh throughout his films you know clerks was about you know just living that teenage humdrum you know every day you know or just past teenager you know early 20s and stuff that humdrum just Slackers, life baby. exactly nothing's really quite going on clerks 2 is a little bit about growing up and kind of moving on and everything and this movie is while not a not clerks 3 and hopefully that will be coming we'll talk about that in a little bit but yep. um this feels like at least as far as a thematic and emotional uh perspective a sequel to clerks in a way because it, this is really going through, you know, he has become a father. Jason Muse has become a father. And uh, this is uh, guys coming to terms with being dads. Yeah, and it is them coming to terms with the fact that they're full-on hetero life mates because they, in this movie, uh, share a daughter. How do you mean? <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> well, I, I, mean, see, I, I guess I it's see It's Kevin Smith's daughter. I guess I see uh, Jay's Bob, uh, Jay's Bob, Jay's daughter. Right. So, uh, you know, they're sharing their daughter in this one. There's a lot of pieces on the board. And then, of (laughs) course, you know, and then his little daughter makes a makes a a cameo as as Affleck's daughter in in this thing. So, uh, you know, it it all kind of comes around. But and honestly, I think. I think this is probably. As a whole, Jason Muse's best performance. Yeah, he's gotten actually really good. Um, I I think that, uh, so, you know, I, I think that most of Zack and Mary Make a Porno is pretty good. Uh, I think Muse in that one really shines. Like, he showed up to work yeah. for that. And, uh, you know, now that he's clean and sober, he's uh, he's really putting in time. I haven't watched his, his directorial debut, um, but seeing him in this makes me more interested in that movie actually yeah he he just he seems to like there are the scenes where you know the j character of all characters is the one who's going to have to handle a lot of really emotional stuff and like i think he has really between you know drug addiction 
getting sober, getting married, having a child. Like he's lived that entire giant experience. And man, to be able to pull from that stuff and put it there on the screen, it just feels so raw and real because chances are in many ways, because like the whole father aspect and everything, that was his life. He came from not having a dad who didn't really care. And like yep. he, he was going through all of these same emotions. Obviously, he wasn't quite as, you know, mentally challenged as the Jay character is, but you know, he wasn't far off. That character was based on him, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh Jay and Clerks is the closest you get to actual Jay. And then beyond that, he becomes more of a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Uh like intentionally so. But uh, I think you're right. You get um, you get some really emotional stuff coming from him in this film that even the last time that he was required to, like, handle a movie as the main character, which was uh, Jay, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, um, he still wasn't even capable of back then just because he hadn't made that 10 years journey that's already happened yeah he was he wasn't quite there it's like they at the time during uh like clerks 2 and stuff thought he was you know all good to go and stuff there and he was even having problems back on that so like yep but so he's gone through a lot of a lot of waves of stuff and the fact that he's you know he's come out this good and uh again Surprisingly, now let me tell you how every kind of scene of this felt to me. See if this kind of uh, uh, rung true for you. Okay. Everything kind of like every time a scene started, it was almost like a uh, like a counter has been reset. Because at first it's just like, oh, this is kind of stupid. This is kind of lame. But by the end of the scene, like even like a fourth of the way in, whatever's going on, I've all of a sudden bought into it because I think the dialogue and everything is so good. That yeah. it gets you into this, that like even though like it doesn't look like quite like it should, it doesn't feel quite like it should, but like it's it's written so well and it's executed maybe not the best, and I'll talk a little bit about the actors as we kind of go on, but the idea of getting that the idea from paper to real life was done so well that you're in that scene about a fourth of the way through each one, but for some reason every time we got to a new thing it was just like. Oh, this is kind of lame again, but the the dialogue and the story brought me back in and made me feel like, you know, this is exactly where this movie was supposed to be at this time. Yeah, well, I think also part of it is like the structure of it is, okay, so there's two things that it's doing, right? One is that it is telling this movie-length narrative of Jay and Silent Bob making their way to Hollywood, Jay becoming a, like an actual father figure to his daughter that he never knew about. Uh, that sort of character development. Uh, there's the goal-oriented approach of like, we've got to get to Hollywood. How do we do that? That is coinciding with a vignette approach that is basically uh, Kevin Smith doing slightly more awkwardly than he did in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I feel like, uh, going through his greatest hits, right? So each scene is basically like, Okay, they get to this new location, and there's another character from the past that we introduce again here. We go through the roteness of, like, you know, explaining why they're meeting up with him. They get to some point. By the end of that scene with that character, you're reinvested. Like, oh, yeah, this is why I liked Brody. Or Mm -hmm. uh, this is why I liked, uh, you know, any of these characters. And 
you've reconnected with them emotionally because even within that scene, there's like a little character moment that's playing out like it would in a feature length film, but really in about five to 10 minutes. Uh, one of the best scenes in the whole damn thing is Ben Affleck's scene. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that scene is, is maybe a perfect bookend for chasing Amy actually. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, from a story perspective, it is actually really, really powerful and strong and you go like, wow, it feels like, yeah, it feels like we've got a great epilogue for chasing Amy. I, I, do have and and I know it has to be down to the fact that you know they were probably very time constrained and all these things at rehearsal time you you name it. Uh, I wish Affleck's performance was a little better and maybe it's the way well, that it's shot or something. I just don't I think feel it. My understanding of how that happened is, uh, you know, when they shot that, Affleck was still in the middle of reshoots for Justice League. I think, mm-hmm. and so when they shot that, it was literally like Kevin Smith had not anticipated trying to ask him to come back like he he talked it over with i forget who finally sold him like hey you should just get get back in touch with ben and see if he wants to be in this thing but basically he had he had this section written that he really wanted to do and he was talking to somebody he's like i think this is one of the best things i've ever written i haven't talked to ben in you know fucking 20 years or something like that i don't know if he'd be interested and he's such a big dude right now he's doing all the shit he's busy as fuck so they got him and they basically like were able to get him down to do the scene for like a day or two. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's more it. than two days tops, but I bet it's one. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just like they had a very limited thing. Affleck really wanted to do it because like he he uh he, you know, likes Kevin. And um they kind of started their careers together. Yeah, pretty close. Uh and uh he liked the scene that Kevin had written, right? As a, as a way of getting like chasing Amy kind of cut off and having like an emotional reference, uh, sorry, an emotional um, ending to some of that uh, story that was not there when uh, they showed up in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, mm-hmm. where chasing Amy was almost in that movie. I don't know if you remember outside of it being like, they've got to go and, you know, stop the comic movie, which explicitly ties into chasing amy right but um aside from that like the actual plot line of chasing amy was completely glossed over amy shows up as like uh or sorry not amy but uh fucking god damn it what's her character's name in the goddamn movie? oh now see now you're like now all of a sudden i'm just uh, going oh shoot joey lord and uh, adams that's what i'm gonna say yeah yeah it is her why can't i remember her fucking name anyway uh, she shows back up in in uh, there in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, uh, just doing like a cameo, basically walking out of the movie, um, commenting on it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I feel like here it it works, and I think that's also why I think you you get that vignette approach and it pays off here. Is I got the sense by the end of the movie that Kevin Smith was revisiting all of these different characters to give them an actual ending in yeah. some way. Yeah, it, it felt like we were kind of, you know, closing a, a book ultimately. And um, now, that being said, we're, oh, I well, I'm not going to spoil it. A good, good, uh, good ending. I'll say that good ending, good last little joke that uh, at, at the end of the day also kind of 
wraps up the view askew universe and kind of one joke i won't say what it is but it's funny um well it it wraps up uh certainly brings it all the way back around to clerks (laughs) yeah which which really i think is his plan like you know because he wants to make a third clerks movie next this one's got to be about death if this one was about fatherhood clerks three's got to be about fucking death at this point i think yeah, I don't think you can revisit the fatherhood thing with uh with a clerk's movie at yeah. this point. Yeah, there's got to there's something, but I like it, but at the same time too, it's interesting because like I feel at this point he probably does have something to say for this third clerk's movie and given what we've seen within the last couple of movies and even this, which at the end of the day, like I, again, I love how self-referential all of it is. He, like he talks about what everyone talks like he's gone eight mile on everybody. He's pointing yeah. out all the shit that you're going to talk about when you talk about this. Yes, I put my child in it. Yes, all of this stuff. Yes, I am, you know, who you think I am. I do do those things. So, you know, I'm aware of it. I'm I'm here and I and I honestly don't care. And the coolest part to me about all this is and like and he's kind of admitted to it as, as such is uh, he's making the best family films you've ever seen. And I'm not talking about films that are made for families to watch. I mean the family, his yeah, family. Not with those, not with those jokes. No. Filthy potty no, mouth. his family. His, yeah. his, like, his cinematic family, his actual family and stuff. His wife is in this. And, of course, the lady who, you know, the, the lady who runs the, the, the movies there or whatever is his wife and is very attracted to him. And, and you know what? Who cares? You know what? Because he goes, guess what? I put my wife in a movie and my wife loves me. I'm like, that's, you know, that's great. That's that's freaking awesome. And I love how he's doing that because he's going to be able to look back in 20 years and look at these awesome things that he did with his family and just go like, these are the coolest fucking home videos. Like, you know, what what did you shoot? Some shit on your fucking, you know, iPhone? Who cares? Well, he's been, he's also been doing that, uh, you know, since since forever. I mean, James Island Bob Strike Back has got his uh, his wife in it. Yeah. Um, also, it has uh, his uh, his daughter in it. Uh, as a baby, I believe she's the one that's playing Jay, young Jay in that mm-hmm. movie. Um, so you know it goes all the way back to the fuck, fuck, fuck uh, song. Exactly. Then, um, yeah. But it's it's just you know I, I I like that. There's something about that, and like you know you, you, no one else will be able to look back on their life and be like, hey, look at all these cool movies that I made with my family. They're like, there's maybe a couple of families in Hollywood that could do it, but certainly not you know to this nature. And I I think. Certainly not with this much referential heart and everything, and I'm surprised. I don't want to say I'm not surprised. Um, pleasantly pleased. Let's put it that way. Well, let's uh, let's. This is a nice way to get back to, and we'll also wrap up this episode. Um, to get back to one of the family members that is missing. Ah, yes. In Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, so we we get Dante right at the beginning, but of course, mm-hmm. no Randall. No Randall to be seen. None at all. Why is that, Adam? Uh, they had a big giant kind of falling out and stuff. I don't I Jeff Anderson, I think, is a little um I understand where he's coming from a lot of times because a, a, a lot of his early trepidations with doing another movie, like he almost had to be dragged kicking and screaming, you know, into like a clerk's two and stuff. So when it was time uh-huh. for part three, it was just like, listen, I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm not a movie star. None of that. Like I didn't, he didn't want any of this. Like, he, like he never, this was never really an aspiration of his uh, to kind of become an actor or certainly have all these things, you know, hoisted upon him but at the same time too he made such a fantastic indelible character 
that was, you know, a character that was originally supposed to be Kevin Smith. But Kevin Smith was like, I can't memorize all these fucking lines. I'm going to take the silent guy. Let me give it to this dude. And, you know, he had a little mini career on it, but like that wasn't what his outline was in life, at least as far as he was, you know, concerned at the time. Yeah. Well, and you can't make, I mean, Kevin Smith said this, I think it was on his Batman uh, on uh, fat man on Batman podcast, right? When he talked about all this a couple years back, um, you just can't make a clerk's movie without Randall. No, you can't do it. There are four people you have to have. It's Jay silent, Bob Dante and Randall. If one of them isn't there, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I know that he is working on a new script. According to him, he really thinks that it's going to happen this time. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how it turns out. He's apparently also still working on that mall rats thing. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see I'd like to see clerks finish up and then just kind of you know really give. Now, granted, you can I think it can certainly be argued that it was really done quite well in Clerks too, and that was a fantastic ending. And if you did end there, I think it's fine. You know, I yeah. thought that was actually a really great ending. Um, so I don't know that you need another one, but frankly, I, I think with what Kevin Smith has been saying in his films, uh, I, I want to see what he's got to say for a third one. Uh, like, I don't know that I would have been super interested, you know, six years ago or so, but I, I'm interested now. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, everybody. That is it. Another little uh, quick review here for you. Matt, where can we find more of your work on the Internet? Uh, go ahead and give me a follow over on Instagram. I'm posting stuff uh, as constantly as possible or that I remember to over there. It's at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Uh, you can also uh, just follow me at Coxsmoker. No, that's a joke <laughs> from the movie. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Boyd Smith. Uh, as well. Uh, Adam, what about you? Uh, you can check out Hero Movie Podcast, uh, Clone Wars 30 Questions, Mandalorian 30 Questions, uh, and all that kind of good stuff, man. We really appreciate that. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Uh, <laughs> now I'm a paraplegic and I know why. why yeah, cause I got high, because I got high, because I got high. I was gonna make love to you, but then I got high. I'm serious. I was gonna eat your pussy too, but then I got high. Yeah, it look, it's got a tragic ending, but the song's still fun. Sorry, I'm smoking up. What's wrong? I can't see you, man. Who is that? Who there? I'm Tommy Chong in Color Out of Space, man. <laughs> Old Tommy been uh, showing up in a lot of flicks lately, man. Man, I fucking love that movie. You said you saw it, right? Color yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I fucking thought it was great. 
We'll uh, we'll definitely. Uh, I think we can do that. We'll do that next time. So I'll have time to watch it again. Frankly. Yeah, I might I might uh, just uh, snag it for like the fifteen bucks it sells for online or whatever the fuck. But uh, um, what was the name of the Justin Long flick that I saw? I think you should see that. Uh, Justin Long. Yeah, I don't know him. I'm I'm kidding. I know who Justin Long is. We just talked about him in a film. <laughs> Was it uh, recent? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Because I was going to go Jeepers Creepers. That was a while back. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Wave. Okay. If you get a chance to see that, check it out. It's got him, Donald Faison. All right. Good stuff. Uh, right on. You saw. You said you saw uh, Come to Daddy, right? Yeah. God fucking that movie. Ugh. What What'd you think of that one? I think uh, me and Elijah have the same uh, facial pa- facial hair patterns. <laughs> I think well, me and him would get along real like, well. This is like very, uh, very intentionally, uh, you know, New York podcaster douchey. I'm not. Fa- I'm telling you, man. There's another one. I'm telling you, <laughs> goddamn it. Everyone- but he wasn't a podcaster. He was a, he was a music producer, DJ, right? Oh, that's well. He was also a liar, so he might have been, well have been a podcaster. <laughs> He's probably just a podcaster. Probably just a podcast. But like, yo, I got musical. I got equipment. I do stuff. Uh, I guess, just- I'm doing a DJ set next week. Oh uh, uh, no! Don't call him. Don't call him. I swear to God. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, what? We'll we'll probably cover that too. <laughs>